Hello everybody, Mike here, founder of Talk About It Mate, and this is season two, episode seven of the Talk About It Mate podcast. Uh, our special guest today was Adam Whitaker, who um, talked about all things social media with us, and Adam runs a lot of workshops, one of which I attended, and he has a really good way of explaining social media, and, and we covered a lot of things in this discussion, along with Martin, big part of Talk About It Mate. And uh, being authentic and being genuine was the main theme and the thing that I'm going to take out of this. And we talked about the good side and the bad side of social media, the role of it during lockdown and how to kind of take ownership over what you see on social media to protect yourself. And so it becomes social and not damaging, which it can be at times. So I really hope you enjoyed this episode. to episode seven and uh, this one's all going to be around the theme of social media and uh, I'm looking forward to this one I'm probably spending a little bit too much time on social media myself at the moment <laughs> but I'm really excited for this discussion firstly because we are joined by Martin Cody and you might remember him from season one episode 12 of the Talk About Mate podcast which is to date our most popular podcast which I'm sure he would have reminded me about if I hadn't have mentioned that so how are you doing Martin? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Yeah, I definitely would have uh, reminded you of that. Um, but by popular demand, some might say. The people were clamouring for it. And, and just in interest of checking in, Martin, could you, you know, use three words? Ooh. I keep doing this in the groups and, and catching him out and say, could you use three feeling words? Just, just use one feeling word, Martin. Grateful, happy, excited. Always. You always give me more, don't you? That's great. And you, obviously, a lot of people who listen to our podcast or I've come to our group for know Martin and I'm moving on now let's introduce you to our guest Adam Whitaker. I met Adam at a People Plus event last year and I'll let him introduce himself and tell you a bit about what he does. Hi guys yeah I'm, uh, I'm Adam I basically I, a couple of things that I do I mainly I used to run workshops uh, face-to-face workshops with people that were looking at setting up businesses um, that were looking at getting self-employed and I basically try and help them with their marketing and their social media. Um, but also I have uh, a, a group of clients that I do some work with around marketing strategy, social media strategy, both online and offline. So I look at really everything that they've got and, and look at how we can try and promote their product. So obviously in the current environment, everything's now going online. So a lot of the face-to-face workshops have, have disappeared a little bit. But I'm doing a lot more of these one-to-ones by Zoom and, and so on. So, so yeah, basically, um, marketing social media is kind of where I'm at. Thanks, Adam. Yeah, I imagine you're very, very in demand at the moment with the way things are going. And that's an obvious starting point, is that how has this whole experience with COVID-19 and being in lockdown been for you? For me personally, uh, I mean, as a business, uh, everything just ground to a halt overnight. Um, I was probably running three, four workshops a week, um, plus one-to-ones with clients. So suddenly overnight, everything went because they were all very much face-to-face. I, I'm, I'm very much a believer in, in that face-to-face contact. I think it's, uh, it's far better when you're trying to work with a business and 
and help them to to take the business on is to actually have that contact because you get a better feel for what someone's thinking and how someone's feeling and so on and so forth. So of course, overnight it was, uh, oh dear, what do I do now? Because pretty much, you know, as I say, I've got clients that I was working with, but that stream of, of work was wiped out. So I've been, I've been doing a lot more of this. I've been doing one-to-ones, not so much workshops, um, but one-to-ones online with people and, and chatting through with them around how they can adapt to this current situation. Because I think a lot of people went very uh, scared at first and it was kind of like, what do I do? You know, this is gone. And when you, you're talking to someone who's a baker or, you know, a self-employed window cleaner or whatever, it's like, well, there's no point in me doing anything because I can't. And I've actually tried to go, you can, you know, and this is a great time to reflect on the business, to reflect on where you're at. A really good friend of mine um, summed it up really well the other day. He said, I've taken this time as a control or delete and it's actually to step back and, and reassess and to, to think about things again. And, you know, it gives you that chance. We all are so wrapped up in, you know, whether it's talk about it, mate, whether it's whatever it is, so wrapped up in the day to day of trying to do stuff that you actually lose a little bit of focus sometimes. And I think this is, I've certainly felt that I've, I, it's been a great opportunity for me to look at my business, look at where it's going, look at what I want to do with it actually you know go this is what i want to do in 12 months and 18 months and two years so it, it was a shock as it has been for a lot of people um but on reflection it's actually not been that bad a thing in some respects yeah yeah I, i'd echo that um I, i'm a very face-to-face person and i know martin is as well and it, it really hit me quite badly at the beginning because we were launching we'd actually Oh, we'd recently seen you, hadn't we? We had a meeting about social media and it was like we were having physical in-flesh meetings and we were expanding our social media and then it was almost like, you know, that rug was pulled out from beneath our feet and I took it very badly. <laughs> Martin, I'll tell you that. I took it quite badly. And it took, us, it took a few guys around me to say, come on, you've not lost anything. No. And then how long did it take, do you think, Martin, to adjust to getting on Zoom and, and diversifying that way? So it was about a week because we started off. Did we try Google Hang? We tried Google Hangouts, didn't we? Oh, oh God! Yeah, um, well, I, that, was, that was where I had. A, I think I had a mini breakdown because like, no one could log on and no one could hear my sound, and I was just like in this chamber of despair. Well, that's where I think you know. With this, it's actually it's a great thing in that um, you know we have been so reliant for so long on um, digital communication that you know it's either whether it's via linkedin whatsapp whatever it is that actually that physical face-to-face contact people i i think from people i've spoken to are going i can't wait to go for a coffee with somebody whereas before it was like email me message me whatever now it's actually like you know i actually want to sit in front of you and talk to you about what's going on what i'm doing with the business where i'm at and I think, you know, there are a few good things that I think will come out of what we're going through. But I think that's one of them that, you know, we actually didn't, you, you don't know what you've got until it's gone. And mm. this, is, this is prime for this, that actually that, you know, when I met you two guys at the People Plus offices, you know, a couple of months ago, just to sit in front of you and chat with you, 
is far probably more beneficial to me and to you than it would be if we were sending emails backwards and forwards or you know messaging each other going why don't you do this on instagram why don't you do that is to actually sit there look at a screen together and go this is what you should be doing you know and i i really hope that that some people will actually i know i will was you know there were times in the past where we oh you know I can't be asked going for a coffee with such and such. Now it's actually like I really do want to go for that coffee and have a chat with him. So, you know, there's good things to pull out of this. Absolutely, I think for me, um, I'm I I would say I use I'm a, a user of social media, but I'm not confident in some ways, and that's why I first of all reached out to Martin, and he's often the person who shows me all the good things on social media. Yeah. So that's why he's here. I like your stuff on social media, Martin. Your Twitter stuff cracks me up, mate. It really yeah, does. It's going to get me in trouble one day, though. Honestly, it's um, yeah, it's it's not as bad as it used to be because Twitter were really good at throwing you into Twitter jail because you'd said the wrong thing, and now it's. I think I've been restricted from posting once in the last couple of years. So <laughs> either they've let their um algorithms fall down or I'm just a better person but I wouldn't like to bet on which one it is but for they're you sitting in, they're sitting in Twitter HQ again now it's Martin again doesn't matter I mean for you Adam how's it how social media been in this situation in terms of how's it been as a force for good I think there's I think one of the main things is is that you could actually see that lots of people were suffering you know and I don't want to, that sounds quite a dramatic thing, but it, you know, whether it would be, uh, you know, a celebrity, whether it would be a friend, whatever it is, they would be posting stuff that actually went, we're all in the same boat, you know? And, and I think that's one of the good things that actually came from it was to show that, you know, you haven't got this, um, celebrity in an ivory tower it was we're all suffering you know we we're all struggling i think the other good thing is that and one of my things that i know michael tell you about when he was on my workshop is that i've i always talk about it's called social media you know it's supposed to be social it isn't supposed to just be a business tool um and i think a lot of things have gone back to it being what it was originally set up for facebook was set up so you could have a look at a picture of your auntie's new puppy in Australia. It wasn't to sell, you know, over that platform. And I think a lot of that has gone back to how, uh, what Twitter, uh, sorry, Facebook was when it first started, was saying hello to people. Here's a picture of the kids playing in the garden. This is this, this is that. Because some people hadn't got anything to sell and they hadn't got anything else to do with it. And it's gone back to why it was created. And I think that's one of the good things, but it was also this, I really felt that there was, whether it was, you know, the clapping for carers thing or whatever it may be that everyone was sharing it and everyone was going, we're all in this together. And whether it was Robbie Williams or whether it was whoever, that okay, their lives are going to be a lot more comfortable than ours, but everyone couldn't go out or shouldn't go out. And I think that's where social media has worked really well in this instance. And then you've got your other things, you know, as much as, you know, it might irritate some people, but your Joe Wicks kind of thing, you know, it, it's this actual reaching out and instead of just showing off this fantastic physique and how healthy he is and blah, 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 was actually, 
I'm going to give you a workout that we can all do together that we can, you know, so I think there was, there's really been some good things that have come out of social media, you know, over the past couple of months that I hope carry on. Um, you know, I, I hope we don't just revert back to default and it just goes back to what it was. But, and also I think the other good thing with, with, with social media is, you know, sharing of news. And I mean, I, I know you are Martin and I'm a huge fan of Twitter and as a news forum, first place to go and you would find out what's going on and you would get the latest that you know whether it was um bbc journalists tweeting about what they think was going to happen or you know robert peston saying what he thinks you know um boris johnson might say at a briefing you felt that you were being kept in the loop and you almost felt that you knew what was going on and which is what twitter was invented for in some respects was a news forum and what I love is again the control all delete thing. Someone has control all deleted social media and it's gone back to what it should have been and why it was first created. So, for me, that's one of the massive positives that you know all the platforms are different. But Facebook's gone back to being sharing stories with your family, Twitter's gone back to being a news forum, those kind of things, why they were there in the first place. So, that's I think one of the biggest positives and, and the great things for social media out of all of this yeah i think it is social isn't it and and for me like i had all the platforms but i didn't know how to use them i like no. i know martin used twitter and like i'm probably not sharp enough or quick enough or instant enough for twitter but i think using the, the different platforms in the right way to get engagement and ultimately tying mental health into that has been a big success story for what we've done we've talked about it mate Definitely. yeah Definitely. I think, you know, the, the, I've always said that there is massive definitions in between each of the platforms and, you know, they're all very different. And I think this has really highlighted that. And, you know, I very much use Facebook at the minute for family and friends, Twitter for my news, LinkedIn for business related, what's going on in the industry. Um, and, you know, Instagram for kind of a mix of all of those things. And I think, that definition between all of them is is even more highlighted now than than it was you know even since when they were all created really yeah the thing with twitter thing with twitter like you say about news is um one story that springs to mind was um when they captured and killed bin laden and it was the rock that tweeted it first probably an hour before it was announced by obama by the president and there's various stories I can think about over the years that you've found out on Twitter before you found out on the news. And it's rare that I'll use the BBC website because I get my news, be it football, be it um, sport, be it, you know, actual news off Twitter as well. Um, but on that same subject, how has it been negative for you in this current situation, would you say? I don't know. I think there's, um, there are a few things, you know, around that have always been there to be honest, Martin, that they've not, it's not new to social media, but I think, you know, you've got the, the, the thing of, you know, cousin John is sitting in his back garden with a beer and it's glorious. And someone sees that who's living in a one bedroom apartment who can't get out. And, but those kind of feelings have always been there, you know, it's, but I think these might've accentuated them a little bit. I think that, 
you know, social anxiety has actually moved online in some respects. That, you know, social anxiety is 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 the most um, it's the most kind of um, prevalent anxiety in in everybody, but it doesn't get recognised as such. You know, it always gets overtaken by depression and something like 20% of people with social anxiety don't actually get diagnosed they automatically get diagnosed with depression okay. so it's, you know it, it, but I think what has actually happened is some of that social anxiety has actually moved online and my concern a little bit is that when the doors are finally flung open and we're allowed to go back out is that social anxiety will be heightened you know, whether it's the fact that you don't want to be within two meters of somebody, even if we've got a, you know, a cure or whatever it may be, a vaccine. But I think some of those sides of it will be heightened more than ever. And it, it, that's a little bit of my concern, I think. And some of the negative as well. And I think actually this is where, you know, Dorsey at Twitter and some of the others actually do deserve a bit of credit was there has been so much false information you know, whether you want to call it fake news or whatever you want to call it, yeah. but, you know, around COVID that has just gone viral that, you know, luckily they've seen that and, and all of them have stamped down on it and said, we're going to stop this kind of fake news going out. But unfortunately, the situation we're in is that, you know, one of the most powerful men in the world actually says, well, why not inject yourself with detergent? You know, and then that goes viral. And so, but I actually think, some of the negative real negative things of social media have actually been picked up on even more now and i i really you know i i i applaud zuckerberg to a degree but jack dorsey in particular at twitter you've gone we're going to stop any of this kind of fake stuff that's going out and that i think the negatives are the, the negatives that have always been there for social media and, and i just think the problem we've got at the minute is, is that there are a lot of people that are furloughed who are still getting a full wage, who are sitting there actually going, this is like an extended holiday, so what I'm going to do is this. More yeah, yeah. and more and more and more and more and more. And instead of it just being on a lunch break or on the commute or whatever it is, they've actually got all this time to be seen and to be looking at stuff. And and that's that's probably one of the biggest negatives is that, you know, screen time has gone through the roof with a lot of people. So, and it's not healthy, you know, it's it's not healthy at all. Absolutely. I, I mean, I myself mentioned at the beginning, like I can get very easily sucked in. I think everyone's reevaluating how they're using social media because I think social media must be like that because they've got a captive audience, but there's a responsibility to, to you know, deliver the right kind of things but why why are we so addicted i mean i know you mentioned this in your workshops but like why why do we why do we have to have it so much in our lives i think because it's instant mike you know yeah. it's, you know if if you think about um i don't want to show my age now but if you think about years ago where you'd wait until the front page of the newspaper to to find out something had gone on the night before whether that was a football result something political whatever it was you would be waiting for the newspaper the next day if it was like red carpet stuff you'd be waiting for the next issue of hello to come out or whatever it may be okay magazine you know and if you think about instagram you know it used to be great years ago when you'd go round to a friend's house who just had their holiday pictures, de you know, developed and you'd sit and you go around for a glass of wine and you sit and go through their holiday photos. And as boring as it might have been sometimes, because there's only 
so many photos of Skegness you can look at. <laughs> you know? But it was an event, whereas now it's instant. And yeah. you can see where David Beckham went for dinner last night. You know, you can see how Tyson Fury was after his fight finished and what was going on in the fight. You can see what, you know, Catherine Zeta-Jones is wearing at the Royal Albert Hall when she's singing today. It's instant. And I think we, we, we're almost addicted now to that instant information. And, you know, as soon as I see something that's trending on Twitter, you click on it and find out what is going on. And normally, nine times out of ten, you go, that person hasn't died, have they? And you go in and find out, no, they haven't. They've just said something. But we, we want instant gratification when it comes to information and comes to news. And, you know, whether it's... I actually, did, again, going back to what we were saying before, this is one of the negative things to social media for me now is that there are no icons anymore. You know, Frank Sinatra, you didn't know what was going on in Frank Sinatra's life until you read about it in the newspaper. And because he was in the States, you probably read about it two weeks later back in the day. Whereas now it's there. We know what David Beckham's done for breakfast. You know, we know what Robbie Williams is recording in his LA home. There's no mystery. There's no... You know, there is none of that enigma around or anymore, which I think is really disappointing. That's yeah. why I don't think we have superstars anymore. Um, but I think we want we want to know these things straight away. We want to know what someone was wearing last night. We want to know if someone actually made a mistake in a speech that they did at the Golden Globes. And you can access it there and then. And yeah. that's kind of sad. And even, you know, with the police kind of thing, it's finding out, oh, this, I mean, I live in an apartment complex in, in Ancoats and smoke was coming across here the other day. And where did I go? Twitter. Mm. Where's the smoke coming from? Oh, it's because of a file that's over on Saddleworth Moor. And, you know, we want to know now. And that's why I think we're so addicted. I think we want instant information and it's kind of sad, but it has its positives. But a lot of the time I think it's actually quite negative. Yeah. Do you think that like drives up emotion because because we're getting instant stuff, we're reacting instantly. Well, I say we as people, I don't because I don't know. That's just me. I've always been a bit standoffish with social media. But um, like people will fire back n nasty comments, and and that's where the idea of like the trolls or whatever have come from. Is it because they don't think, or or is it? I don't know. Martin, you might know a bit more about this, but I don't know. I think it's so easy. I just think it's, you know, keyboard warriors or whatever you want to call them, that I can criticise somebody, whether it be the Prime Minister or whether it be a business, I can instantly criticise them. And it's easy to do. And you can hide behind a Twitter handle or you can hide behind a Facebook name, you know. And instead of, you know, instead of writing a complaint letter to, you know, points of view that will be read out on BBC and hope something happens you can get instant stuff. Again, it's this thing instant. And that's why it becomes so easy. And, you know, there's that thing of, I, I was looking at the, the Adele stuff yesterday, who, you know, she's lost her own stone. She looks fantastic. The, the amount of negative comments around that were just phenomenal. And you go, give the girl a break. She's lost. Yeah, some I think she's one of the genuine celebs, personally. Yeah, I agree. I agree. She's lost some weight. Brilliant. She's showing off. Brilliant. She's also incredibly talented, which people don't like because she's incredibly talented, incredibly wealthy, 
you know and so it's easy to just just have a pop we've never been able to to do that before you know whereas we can now you can leave a comment on twitter reply to somebody on twitter and go well you know this is a disgrace well we've never been able to do that you know and if you think about we would have had to have campaigned on the streets of london or yeah had to have as i say written to our local mp or whatever it may be now we can just go da, 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 send which makes me think they don't really care if it's just an offhand flip flip comment like if people really cared then wouldn't they like go through the correct channels you know like to create social change that's just me playing devil's advocate they would but if you think about it if you if, if you feel really passionate about something and you want to say something about it mm. some people get a great deal of satisfaction out of going dear andy burnham this yeah. is rubbish send you know and they feel they've done their bit and they will think oh well andy burnham's going to see this and sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't but it's that kind of thing of going i've got that off my chest now i can move on whereas you know going through those processes how many people would you think now would actually write to their, their mp they wouldn't do it how many people apart from you know the environmental things that we've seen over the past two years would actually go and protest in london or on the streets of manchester they don't they sit there as keyboard warriors and go this is a disgrace hashtag mob, you know yeah. done interesting whole thing is interesting I, I, I mean to balance it out i think there's been some really good content online and i, I use the word content more nowadays but for you personally what makes good content like when you see something online you think that's really good that genuine stuff you know i see it a lot with businesses that businesses feel they have to be churning out four or five posts a day they have mm. to do this that and the other and you can actually see that it's just um what shall i put out on twitter today and you can see it's almost manufactured when you see real genuine stuff whether that is personal business then it resonates and good content for me on social media is personable it's got feeling there's a real like uh, belief behind it and whether that's me going this is the best sourdough loaf i've ever made in my life or it is these are the best food banks you're ever going to want to go to whatever it is if there's a genuine feeling behind it it shows through and I, i've always said there are business people i won't name them there are business big big business people that when they post personally online you can tell the difference from when one of their you know underlings has posted for them mm. you can feel you can sense there's a difference to it you can you, you can see it and it's really weird but even within you know 280 characters or whatever it may be when one of those you know big guys has posted themselves you can tell the difference yeah. and i think for me content is all about quality not quantity it's all about putting in putting something out because you really believe it and whether that's i don't know eric Cantona was the best footballer ever played for manchester united or whether you should use eggs when you're making a carrot cake if yeah. you genuinely believe it and you feel it say it you know and instead of going oh i had a fantastic cup of coffee today click take a photo why why was it why was it a fantastic cup of coffee just because it got a lovely swirly pattern on the top doesn't yeah. make it a great cup of coffee but you can feel when people genuinely mean what they're putting out and 
you know, I, there's this thing of, I, oh, I haven't posted on Facebook for three days. Well, you've obviously had nothing to say. Mm. So don't say it. You know, instead of going, um, I'm going to have ham egg, ham, egg, chips and beans for my tea and I'm going to watch Coronation Street. Brilliant. Who cares? But if you go, I got this ham and it was actually from a local butcher, da, 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 it's the best ham I've ever eaten. And you genuinely believe it, or it was the best episode of Coronation Street I've ever watched because the storyline was da, da, da. Saying it with belief and with passion. That's what good content is for me, is when people genuinely believe in what they're putting out, they're not just putting stuff out because they think they should be putting something out. Yeah, authenticity. And I think you get a better, like a better bullshit filter. I mean, for me... Exactly the word I was looking for, Mike, and it wouldn't come to me. Authenticity, (laughs) great word. Like, for me, I... like. For me, on all the platforms, like Facebook has been great because we've set up a private group where we've just done like, what's the best way to make a cup of tea and all that jazz. Like, and, but also for people to open up about their mental health and us to share our events. And Twitter, I, 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 I've been through this. I just don't know how to navigate Twitter. Martin takes care of a lot of that for me. Um, it, but for me personally, I'm really proud of how I've done on Instagram because we're in this well-being field and like I've got some quotes out there that I've collected and I've kind of, engaged a little bit with the audiences and and that's where i've found a lot of joy and a lot of good connections and networking opportunities have come from from instagram for me in the last few months so that was i mean that's from talking to you to be honest so that was really really positive thing i just think it's it's up it, it, you know like you say that authenticity but also that personal thing of you know if, if i'm struggling with my mental health i probably wouldn't go on twitter and go i'm struggling with my mental health today hashtag struggling you know, mm-hmm. I would want to go to the group where I can express myself and can talk about it without fear of, of being ridiculed or going, oh, you know, grow up or get over it, man up, you know, all that kind of stuff. So there are those things. And this is, again, where social media can be brilliant when you've got a group like that. As you know, I've got a, I've got a Facebook group. There's for people that have been on my workshops that want to ask questions about how they can market their business and it's a very open forum and on there there was a guy that posted a couple of weeks ago that was really struggling because he was he works from home in an office on his own this was before any of this kicked off and he struggled working alone at home and it was like it was his only way of engaging in some respects so it's that thing about the personal side and that is the positive side of it but i think it's people identifying that I might not want to post a picture of me on Instagram with my head in my hands. Yeah. I'm really struggling today, but that doesn't mean that there aren't the people out there that are struggling. And by you posting the stuff that you guys post is perfect because they can go, there's that there. They may not respond on Instagram and tell you what they're feeling, but they might ring the number. They might email you. They might do whatever, because it just is that little support mechanism to say you guys are there. And And that's, what's really important. That explains it. I think we're at that stage now, and I think Martin will agree, that it's probably taken six, seven weeks, but we're starting to get the emails and the people coming through because of the content we have been putting out. And we actually recorded a bit from the session, didn't we, Martin? Mm -hmm. I think as well as that, I think you can tell that we're genuine because there's no advertising there. There's no... The only thing we've promoted is, is the headband, which is, you know, for charity. But there's no... We're not a business. There's no... There's no monetary involved in it. We're, you know, you can see that we are genuine guys. I think the podcast that we recorded, 
as more and more people listen and more and more people pass it on, the more people that are going to come to meetings, be that on Zoom or be that in person, and they'll get that help that they need, that they want to ask for, but they don't want to ask. Like you said, Adam, they don't want to put yeah. on a status. I'm feeling sad today. Hmm. And I think that, but that goes back more to what I was saying before about being genuine. Yeah. You guys are genuine. The posts that you put out are genuine. It's not a sales pitch. It's not, you know, you're sitting there going, we need 40 people at our group on Wednesday. You're not saying that. You're going, doesn't matter whether there's two people there or there's 200 people there. You're there because you want to be there. And I think that comes across in the stuff that you put out, that it, it's not a sales pitch. It is yeah. very genuine. You know, it would be very easy to slip into the kind of, um, the Weight Watchers kind of thing of, come down to our group and da 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 no, it's not like that. If you want to come along and you want to talk, great. If you want to come along and you don't want to talk, great. If you don't want to come along but you want to email us, great. However you want to access what we do, we will support you in any way we can. And like I say, it goes back to what I was saying before about being genuine and being authentic in that you're not pitching to people. You're just going, we're here if you need us. Done. Mm. I couldn't have said it better myself. I'm, I'm going to take that part out of the, and use that. Uh, <laughs> but it's about boosting engagement, isn't it? Like they say, it, a lot of people will come say, oh, a friend of a friend wanted to know about it. And I say, I'm constantly emailing people. And the last couple of weeks, I've called three or four guys up just to introduce myself because they've expressed an interest. And I always say, where did you find uh, out about it? And like I say, a few of them are from Instagram and a few are through, through word of mouth. But that's the thing, good good content and genuine content. For me, I, I, I like kind of don't have certain things on my newsfeed. I'm very selective about what I have because it protects my mental health. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if you've got any tips. I know that uh, I think Young Minds are a really good charity and they have this thing called Own Your Feed because young people are so susceptible. How, what are any simple, easy tips for people to like filter things out that they don't like seeing? I just think, you know, again, it's it's one of these things of, I always talk about do things online like you would do offline. Mm. So, you know, if if you didn't particularly like somebody socially, um, you wouldn't agree to meet them at the pub because, you know, they would do your head in or you wouldn't like what they were saying. So you wouldn't meet them. So why follow these people on social media? You know, as soon as something... It, it, I, people get so obsessed by followers and, and you know how many people they're following. My thing is, if you've got 20 really good followers on Twitter that have got really good content that makes you feel better, that inspires you, motivates you, whatever you need it to do is far better than having 2,000 followers or following 2,000 people that are churning out garbage every day. Yeah. You know? And it's that kind of thing of if you be as selective with who you follow as you would be who your friends are, you know? And I, I get it that, you know, you know, it's like with family, you can't choose your family, you know, but you can choose your friends. There's certain people you want to follow because you feel you have to. But on the grand scheme of things, there's probably a couple of dozen people that you really, really have to follow. But then it's up to you after that. You know, it's down to you whose stuff you read. and. I think you can be so selective with it, you know, and okay, I'm in business, but I, on Twitter and other channels, I'll follow Ricky Gervais because he makes me laugh. 
Michael Spicy makes me laugh. Matt Haig, because I love the stuff he puts out about mental yeah. health. You know, I choose to follow these people because they inspire me, they motivate me, they make me laugh, whatever it is. But then I don't follow, you know, Piers Morgan because I don't want to read his shit. No. So it's the same thing. You know, if I don't want to go out for a coffee or a beer with somebody, I won't do it. So why follow that person on Twitter? It's the same thing. You've probably got more contact with someone on Twitter all day, every day than you do by going out for coffee with somebody. Yeah. So why let them play with your head? Why let them? Because you'll only get wound up. You'll only get aggravated by stuff that they're putting out. Why? You know, it's, it's that thing. It's, you can choose. My thing is, you know, you control your feed. You can choose yeah. who's going to be on there. And you've got a better choice than you have got on many other outlets of going, I don't want to follow that person. Yeah. So simple as that, really. Yeah. With my own mental health, this really speaks to what my current situation in that light. You know, you have the right to choose who you're making yourself available to emotionally and, and who you read. You know, they're, they're coming into your life visually through social media, but you can control that. And yeah. I think people are letting the social media lead them rather than leading the social media that you know because they can control their feed and uh, yeah i can't that's why i can't engage on twitter like what mine does because i'm not that quick i'm not that funny and i don't have that many followers but i'm absolutely fine with that i'll just use twitter like you said i might get the odd matt hay tweet and i might just scan it but i'm not a big commenter because i don't think i really need to all the time you don't because that's fine for me but think about it mike like you know if you if you went to the pool, you went to a house party. Yeah. You can guarantee that there are, if there's 30 people there, that you won't like everybody. No, I don't <laughs> like many people. <laughs> you go into the kitchen and you don't like the conversation, you go into another room and you'll speak to somebody else. Yeah. And you gravitate towards the people that you like or you want to hear, who engage in and whatever. It's the same thing. Mm. You know, why go on Twitter and follow people that are absolutely going to do you nothing? Yeah. You actually get really agitated by it. And I'm guilty of it. I will sit there going like this and I will see stuff that really winds yeah. me up. And I think, unfollow, yeah. unfollow, unfollow. What's the point? You're not missing out on anything. Yeah. It's, like, it's not going to life, absolutely life change you, is it? Like, who, who do you like following, Martin? Who, 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 who are the good well, people in your network? I mean, the thing is, like, I follow Ricky Gervais as well because um, he's funny, but like the atheist stuff does my head in. So, I'll mute the word atheist or I'll mute the word Liverpool or Love Island so the people that I'm following that are posting stuff that I like, I just don't see the stuff that I don't want to see because I've muted it. I've muted that word and that's what Twitter's really good for rather than just unfollow them. If I want to see some of the content then I can just mute stuff that I don't want to see, which I think they do really, really well. Yeah, exactly. It's your choice. You've got control. That's the thing. With social media, you've got total control. You know, you don't have to be reading stuff if you don't want to read it. And, and that's my thing is that you will go, well, I saw this on Instagram the other day and you go, yeah, so what? You know, just either don't, like you say, just get rid. You, you've got the chance. If you think that if you woke up and you get up at seven o'clock in the morning and you go on your Instagram feed and it's full of really motivational stuff, people you like, Compared to going through all this stuff that's negative, that really gets you down, why? You know, it, what's the point? 
I, I, and I think the you know taking control of your feed is just easy to do and people just go oh oh well they follow me so I need to follow them no and like Mark says mute them or whatever you know you don't have to upset people yeah but mute them or don't follow them back it doesn't really matter and my thing is with all of this is that it's something like 70% of Instagram posts never get seen so you know who cares does it does it really matter that much no it doesn't you've got the choice to see what you want to see and you should stick by it yeah, it's, it's quite inspiring that. I think like, it takes a lot of pressure off. And I, like, you know, I like to put content out for talk about it, mate, because I try to be motivating, but in a very genuine and authentic way. But that's a very hard balance to strike in the world of Instagram because I think there is a lot of like, look at me in Instagram, obviously. And it's like sometimes I'm just like, no, thank you. I don't like that. I saw one, it was like, it, she put a quote and it said, it came to me in a dream. And I was like, no, no, it didn't. Like, I'm 97% sure that did not come to you in a dream. Yeah. Like, because I dream about, like, going to the chippy and, like, really random stuff. Like, not, not like, this really profound quote. You joked about getting to the chippy last week. Martin had a chippy. Did we both go to the chippy? Uh, anyway. I've just had chippy, yeah. Very full and yeah. content. You, you're dead right, though, Mike. You know, and, and my thing is, is that um, I wrote a blog about this a couple of weeks ago around... Be yourself, you know, that you, I see so much stuff on LinkedIn, you know, it's this entrepreneur that's worth a billion pounds. He gets up at two o'clock in the morning. Oh, he's running, he's oh. running, you know, he's written four books. He's had four kids. He's built a new hospital and all this before he goes to the office at nine o'clock and you sit there and go, no, he hasn't. Yeah. No, he hasn't. Yeah. But, and this is how I've made a billion pounds. No, it isn't. Not by getting up at two o'clock in the morning and having 14 kids before five o'clock and building a hospital in Bolton. No, you haven't. So stop putting this shit out there that's going to make people feel bad. You know, it's we're all individuals. Different things inspire us. Some of us might, you know, have a dream about going to the chippy at two o'clock in the morning, get up and write a novel. Brilliant. Yeah. But that's you. That doesn't mean that every day you've got to get up at two o'clock in the morning, go for a run, you know. Yeah you know feed 47 chickens that don't even belong to you you know feed 20 homeless people set up a homeless shelter no yeah do what you want to do and what makes you feel good and my whole thing with mental health and my own mental health is what makes me feel good and you know i i normally up between half five and six every morning that's not a mantra that i would dictate to anybody else mm -hmm. just i'm awake but in the winter try and get me out of bed before eight o'clock no chance <laughs> doesn't make me a bad person but that's just the way i operate it's just the way i work and reading this bullshit well, excuse me but bullshit about how people should run their lives to become a billionaire it's rubbish it's yeah. absolute rubbish rant over apologies no i, I like it i've said much worse on here don't worry about it yeah just just be you isn't it and that's why that's why the podcast is something that, I, I don't know, I have this weird thing about, I don't always like promoting what we do because I'm worried that people will think that like, you know, like I think I'm like, but then I'm thinking, and when I do share, I share because I'm genuine and actually that makes me feel very proud. And the podcast, we start, I started them, I know nothing about recording podcasts, I'm doing them on my phone and I'm meeting people at these networking events and like, they've got all this fancy equipment. And then I'm, what I've done there is I've used a comparison 
and I've made myself feel inadequate. And it's like, I have to, I have to like shake my head and be like, don't do that because the genuineness that comes out from talk about it, mate, is our biggest asset. Of course it is. It's real. Again, it goes back to authenticity. If yeah. you guys were putting out videos that were staged with lights, camera action, you know, you got makeup on and blah, 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 blah. You got a script and it, no, it wouldn't be believable. You know, yeah. you're, you're trying to help people directly one-to-one. You're not, you know, with all due respect, you're not a, a, a multinational charity, you know, that's trying to raise billions of pounds. You're not. You're trying to help people. And if yeah. I actually saw a video like that or a podcast like that, yeah. I wouldn't believe you. And yeah. You, you lose a lot of that credibility. Yeah. I mean, we are going to upgrade a little bit because we're, it was a funding, actually. But, I, I, but at the same time, the actual genuine gist of what we're, we're producing is, is going to stay that way because I want it to stay that way, you know? You know, you're not, you're not putting out a TV commercial for, you know, the new Volvo. You, you yeah. put out a, a thing around genuine thoughts. And you, my main thing around this is that you, you're talking about emotion and by, you know, glossing it up, it loses its credibility. And I think to keep it as real as you can, yeah, obviously where you can make it so it's easier for you and it's easier to produce and blah, blah, blah. But to have some really silky thing with male models in it, you know, talking yeah. about their mental health, which is going to be rubbish. Don't keep it real. You know, keep ugly blokes like me in it rather than <laughs> you know male models. That's what I'm saying. Though, that authenticity often, and especially through the podcast, and it comes from the people in the community, the guests, and the people who engage with the community. And like you say, I've met you, and like you explain social media to me in a way you cut through all the bullshit, and it spoke to me because that's the kind of person that I am. Like, I, I would very easily switch off if people are just throwing jargon and, and businessy terms at me. I know other guests coming up, I met her, I think it was through you actually, is it Gwen Richards? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Gwen. so she's coming on the podcast on Friday. And uh, I loved her, yeah, I loved, I listened to her speak when we met at that event. And I just thought, authentic, down to earth, doing good work, good message. Like, they're the kind of people I want to connect with because they're in this, they're in this for the right reasons. She's real, you know, and the, the great thing about like someone like Gwen is she's been through it. You know, and that's like mine and Martin's and all the other guys' stories exactly. as well. And that's where it becomes again that authenticity we're talking about. She's, <coughs> excuse me, she's, um, she's had mental health problems herself. She saw a way that she could help herself, and then she thought, well, actually, this could help other people. It isn't just like. Let's set up a business that's going to make me some money. You know, it's actually, how can I pass this on, what I've learned that's going to help other people? And, and that shines through, you know, and again, it, it comes back to that thing about being real. That whether it's on social media, in real life, you know, face-to-face, whatever it is, by being real and genuine, my, you know, I've met both of you now, you know, Martin as well, where you've got a real passion about what you're doing. And that actually really comes through. And it isn't like, um, I'm not going to name names, but I actually met um, someone who's founded a community interest group uh, last week. And they were talking already about how much salary they could draw out of it. And straight away, I was like, nah. You know, yeah, that, yeah. Was, that was so high up the agenda on what they were talking about. Yeah. Well, you have to wait 18 months because I'm not even there yet. 
Do you know what I mean? Though that's where I, so I lost. I was gone then. I I muted. You know, straight away it was like don't care because that was their focus. Someone like yourselves and Gwen, it's about helping other people, and you know that there are times you know it's not going to make you a billionaire, but you're helping other people. So emotionally, it'll make you a billionaire. Financially, it won't. I mean, the thing, the thing with the podcast as well, I like, um, correct me if I'm wrong, Mike, but I don't think you do a lot of editing. And no, I, I never edit it. I just do it yeah. one take. And hours that we recorded was recorded in a, in a pub that had background yeah. noise, it had waiters coming over and stuff. And I think that adds to the authentic, authentic, authenticity rather than being in, you know, an expensive studio with, you know, fancy jingles and things like that. Couldn't agree more. I honestly could not agree more. I listen to a lot of podcasts and where they've got this fancy dingly intro music and then invariably it'll go, this podcast is sponsored by, and you go off, don't want to listen. Yeah. yeah. Well, you're right. I, I recorded a podcast with someone the other day and, uh, sorry, the other day, a couple of months ago now because we were allowed out um, and we did it in a bar and, you know, you've got all that stuff going on, but also it's, you kind of, you're relaxed and you, you, we, we, you're just chatting. And it's, you know, we will say, we said before this with Mike, you know, about, so what do you want to chat about? Just so, you know, in my head, I don't know what yeah, you want to chat yeah. about. But it wasn't like, here's question one and right, this is the answer and here's question two. And no, you know, it's why? We're, we're three guys having a chat. And, you know, if other people can get something from it, brilliant. If they don't, we've had a really good chat. Exactly. Exactly. That, yeah. that is it. That is it. People are going back there. That's a good thing. And I've done all these podcasts, forgotten about them. And so I was like, oh, look at that podcast debut. Like, and I was like, like a year ago. And I'm like, I completely forgot about it. So it's nice for me. But yeah. uh, at the end, really, I want to just kind of leave it with you and be like, what's the, it's a big question, but what's the future for, the, for social media? And, and you, you know, what, where do you think things are going to go from here, from after lockdown and the future of the platforms, really? I think, I, I think like, general human behavior will, will mirror it but i think there will be this point where everyone will go nuts and you know it'll be here's me in the park selfie here's me with a beer selfie here's me at my favorite pub selfie you know and it will go nuts for a couple of weeks but i think it will then it, it will settle down again but i i really hope that people will have taken something from all of this that you know they've seen their best friend sitting on the sofa at home playing Scrabble with the kids with no makeup on. And, you know, we've seen a reality of people in the last couple of months that, you know, we haven't before. It's funny. I was looking at a really good friend of mine back in, in Stoke. I looked at her Instagram feed and it was prior to this was her at nightclub, her with the mates, her with a glass of wine in hand, her cooking this meal, you know, selfie, selfie, selfie. Now it's, sitting i've cleaned out this cupboard and there's a photo of the cupboard she cleaned out you kind of hope there's that kind of reality will keep going and i i do feel it'll go nuts for a couple of weeks but then i think and i really hope that social media will become the basis of um we did it you know great meeting up with mike and martin today photo yeah. send it on social mm -hmm. media it isn't the main form of communication it's just almost an endorsement of what you've done instead of it's the main driver and there was a great story um before all this happened there was a guy who i'm connected with on linkedin who put out a post 
he's in London and he put a post that said, um, I've realized I've gone through all my connections on LinkedIn today and realized that probably 95% of you I've never met yeah. person. I'm going to be, I think it was Shepherd's Bush or somewhere. I'm going to be in Shepherd's Bush at three o'clock at such and such a coffee shop this afternoon. Anyone wants to meet up. And like 80 odd people showed up. And you kind of hope that that kind of thing goes forward. You know, that actually this kind of physical communication is so important. We can see each other, the three of us can see each other now. But actually to sit there and go, this is what I want to do with my business. This is what I want to do with my life. This is where I want to go with this. This is what I'm struggling with. This is how it is. Yes. So much more. You don't actually don't have to say those words when he's sitting in front of somebody to know that that's the way it is. Yeah. And I think, I hope people will go, actually going out for that coffee on a Tuesday morning is so important. Social media is going to be around forever. And, you know, sometimes I think, is that a good thing? Mm, not so sure. But I hope that we take it back to what it's called social media, that people use it as a social platform. And instead of it being people going, you know, two for one offer on today, it's actually, why don't you come down to the restaurant because we're having a great time. And it's social. It's not that sales pitch, constant sales pitch. And that goes back to your quality content rather than pitching for business all the time and you know i i want to look at your stuff i want to look at a restaurant stuff i want to look at a business's stuff that's like we're great and we're having a great time because we're doing this we're making gin we're selling brownies we're doing whatever we're doing because we love doing it we're not actually going please buy our stuff we're desperate <laughs> you know? that's where i that's where i hope this goes that that we will go back to it being social media mm. I feel very inspired by that, what you said. And like, we, we, we are peer support, so it's a network, isn't it? And like, I know you do your coffee shop things, but almost, I think it would be good to have a monthly little meetup in Manchester of like, with a bit with like a business slash CIC slash mental health focus with someone like yourself, with me, whatever, and build it up from there. Because that way people, the best thing about those is where people have a problem that they can't necessarily solve they'll find the information in that group to help them do that. And it often it comes through connection. Exactly. That, that is the main thing with, with, I think, what you're doing. And I've tried to do something similar with the Facebook group I've set up, is that it might not be today that I've got a problem, mm-hmm. but somebody else in the group has. And I might be able to go, well, I'll tell you what, the other day, what I did was I sat and read a book and I gave permission to myself to have some time off. And mental health wise, it made me feel a million times better. And I might not have that issue, but I've got something that I can share. And whether that, like you say, whether that's mental health, business, personal issues, whatever it might be, to have that, you know, and I I don't agree with this cliche that guys can't talk. We can talk. It's just, it's got to be in the right kind of arena, if you like, where I can listen. Blokes are better listeners than anybody, you know. And I think it's just being there to be able to go, yeah, don't worry, mate, I've got your back. Simple as that. And it's just that reassurance, you know, as much as anything else. And and you're building off what other people have done, gone through. We're all unique. We're all individual. Yeah. You know, all of our problems, we, you know, 
there might be some similarities but they're not the same they are not the same but just hearing somebody else go mike i know how you're feeling and genuinely say it is far better than anything else and i think you're right once a month cup of coffee no obligation there's no stand up for five minutes and say hi my name's adam and i've got mental health issues yeah no, none of that it's just hi my name's adam how you doing done well we need to get together when this is all over i think that was brilliant Absolutely, definitely really enjoyed that chat um, and yeah. so uh, if people want to follow you and get in touch where, where can they find you uh my website's www.adamdwhitaker.co.uk I'm adscoms on Twitter and on Instagram Facebook I'm on there as well as Adam Whitaker Consultant but uh, yeah uh, you know do follow and stay in touch guys and yeah let's um, let's get together after this and you know sort out and and just chat definitely I can't wait for it honestly I'm like chomping at the bit I've been having the Zoom chats but I just want to get to a pub or a coffee shop and just sit and chat to people. I prefer the first choice out of those two. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a lot of pubs around where you live as well, so we we'll, we have to we'll have to get into them. Right, gentlemen. Okay, you guys look after yourselves. Thank you very much.